Join us and unwind with a good book. Welcome to Relaxing Reads. Welcome. Here we go. It's Relaxing Reads for December and so happy that you can join us today. I'm Anne from The Breeze in New Glasgow, Nova Scotia. I'm Deb from The Breeze in Halifax. And I'm Simone from Breeze Afternoons in Vancouver and Edmonton. And this month we're chatting about The Holiday Swap by Maggie Knox. It's a holiday rom-com about a pair of twins who switch lives just before Christmas. And just to clarify, Maggie Knox is the pen name for dynamic writing duo Karma Brown and Marissa Stapley. This is their debut novel, Together. So it's been a great read. We're so excited to chat about it. To give you a bit of an overview of the story or of the novel, when Chef Charlie Goodwin gets hit on the head on the L.A. set of her reality baking show, she gets a concussion and she loses her ability to taste and smell, both critical to her success as show judge. At the same time, Charlie's identical twin, Cass, is trying to hold her own life together back in their mountain hometown of Starlight Peak while running the family's bustling bakery and dealing with her ex who can't seem to let their relationship go. He's just not getting the memo. With only days until Christmas, a desperate Charlie asks Cass to do something they haven't done since they were kids, switch places. But temporarily trading lives proves to be a bit more complicated than they imagined, especially when rugged firefighter Jake and gorgeous physician's assistant Miguel are thrown into the mix. This book had so many fun ingredients. What did you both think? Let's just do a brief over review of of what you thought of the book. Uh, Simone, we'll start with you. Oh my gosh, I love this book. Okay, so at first I'll admit, I thought it was going to be cheesy because you can kind of come to expect that from sometimes these Hallmark movies. And that's kind of what I thought this would be like, but it wasn't at all. It was, it was nice. It had like the right amount of cheese. It wasn't anything over the top. And I was wondering how this switch was going to take place because in my head, I'm like, it's kind of like Parent Trap. And then it's like, how are they going to do this as adults? Is it going to make sense? And it totally makes sense. So this is a book I picked up and I just, I read through it in a couple days. Like I just, it kept going. I still had that peaked interest of what's happening next, what's going to happen next. So that kept me going. So I really enjoyed this nice, light holiday romantic read. And Deb, what about you? 100%. I am I am with you, Simone. I I love the cheese. I love the extra cheese. <laughs> <laughs> on, on the hallmark type movies. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I was game to get in and I, I couldn't put it down. It was it was so good. And uh, you're right, it it kind of was a little different, like it took a different spin than your typical like rom-com movies, but it had everything that if if you're a fan of those shows and, um, you know, romantic novels, I think it was, it was just set out so well that I I think everyone can fall in love with the characters and, and, you know, the storyline, it was fantastic. I agree. I love, and you mentioned cheese, but I loved all yeah. the the talk about like the baking and the restaurant and all like all the foods that were thrown in on uh, uh, when Cass went out on her date to Fabrizio's and when they were at the bakery and all, and of course on the reality baking show, food, food, food everywhere. So that just really added to it as well. And on that note. What was your favorite food moment from the book? I just mentioned mine. I think it had to be Fabrizio's when Cass went on the date with Miguel and the food kept coming. I'm like, oh, I wish that was me because <laughs> it sounded so good. Uh, but what about you, Simone? Did you have a favorite food moment from the book? 
Well, I love me a good Aperol spritz. So the Aperol spritz oh, yes. cupcakes, <laughs> that was, yes. I think, one of the first ones. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is merging my love of dessert and yummy beverages all in one. How do I taste something like that? Then also just trying to taste all the things they talked about, like the Linzer cookies or those brandy-soaked raisins. Everything just sounded so good. It was just like, oh, I want to try all of these baked goods. Does this bakery exist somewhere, please? Yeah. <laughs> and can right we put now. in an order for the holidays? <laughs> yeah, right. They're really and busy Deb, right now, Deb. They're busy right yeah, now, okay? Yeah. They're slammed. <laughs> Deb, is there anything that, like, when you were reading through, you're like, oh my gosh, I would so love that. Do you know what? every aspect of it. But I think actually my favorite food moment um, came at the very end with the last minute holiday rush and they were baking up a storm, but yes. it was the three guys. It was Walter and yeah. Jake and Miguel and, and in the kitchen and, you know, the girls came in and, and watched from, uh, you know, fr- from the countertop or just, you know, on the other side of the counter. But I, I just, I love that idea of, everything coming together and we all feel the adrenaline rush of the holidays and especially if you've got you know family and friends to to tend to but also if you've got an order in a bakery your favorite you know local bakery or you want to get it all done and they do they have such a a great reputation but I thought it was such a, a great moment. I also, um, at the end, I thought that sweet and salty um, concoction that Cass came up with <gasps> mm-hmm. at the end sounded really good, too. I'm like, yes, I would like some of that, please. Um, were there any events that happened during the, the switch that you could really relate to? Simone, we'll go back to you to take that one on. I think, you know, some of the moments I've worked in television and just some of those moments where you're not 100% feeling yourself, but you have to be on or you're so worried about things and worried about job security and that kind of stuff. So, you know, in the beginning, it was Charlie, but really Cass living through it. Um, just some of the the stress that comes along with being a part of that whole world and having to look a certain way and appear a certain way and act like you have everything together. So, you know, at the end when, you know, Charlie was able to kind of take a little break away from that and realize it wasn't everything and it's okay to kind of just be present in a moment and not worry about what other people think about you. I think that part kind of stuck out to me the most. I've done like a few hits on TV. Luckily, it was for a very short period of time. Um, So it was the the fake it till you make it kind of um, attitude I took. But also um, working in this this broadcast business, filling in for a colleague. And it it really makes you appreciate what that person does, the strength that they've got, um, the hard work and I think it would give me, both in that situation, but also in my own situation, it gave me a moment to ask myself if I could do that job. If I really wanted to, could I do that job? And am I doing what's best suited for me? So that's that's what I took from it. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, Deb, because when I go on vacation, you fill in for me. <laughs> Thank you. And your show is nothing like it should be. (laughs) It's busy, that's for sure. Well, it's funny because literally I just hosted our local telethon and I do this once a year. I do TV once a year and I always get so stressed out beforehand. When you're on radio, you can wear what you want and I kind of, I don't worry about my hair and everything. And I'm anyway, I just, I literally just hosted this telethon and I was thinking back to parts of that book about, you know, (laughs) what you're wearing and how's the hair and all the rest of it so where do uh, i look (laughs) 
But I will tell you a funny story, though, because I was doing a break and um, the camera guy was signaling me to wrap it up. And I thought he meant stretch it out, like keep going. So I kept going and talking and talking. And he finally is like, cut it, cut it, go to commercial. So anyway, it it made for a funny bit when I came back. And uh, I can appreciate those those moments. Uh, And honestly, one of my dream jobs would be to work for the Food Network. I would love, oh. love that. I'm not oh, a cook really? or anything, but I am obsessed. You just want to do the eating and then maybe the judging part yep. of it. Yeah, yeah yep. taste testing. Sign me up. Sign me up. <laughs> so um, L.A. Or, or Starlight Peak and why. So uh, they really, um, in the book, uh, I, I think you kind of got a good sense of what L.A. was like for Charlie and then Cass and Starlight Peak. And then when they switched it up, it was, uh, you know, that visual in your mind. So where would you like to be if you had the choice? Simone? I would say I'm definitely Team Starlight Peak. Now, I live in a really small town, Ladner, BC, and I'm a total townie. I go to like the little Christmas tree lighting ceremony we have in town, and I just love the feeling of community and it being small. Don't get me wrong, I didn't dream about being on the beaches in LA when they were talking about that, but at the end of the day, it just, reading the book, it really took me back to Gilmore Girls and Stars Hollow, yeah. and that's what I was just yes. picturing. So yeah. I'm I'm definitely more of a know your neighbor, you know, especially I think we get older in life. I think if I was younger, you know, you have the stars in your eyes and you want to experience amazing places, and I still do, but, you know, where you're kind of rooted is important and knowing people around you. I just, I love the whole vibe of mm-hmm. the whole Starlight Peak in town. Yeah, I'm Team Starlight Peak, too. Yeah. And do you watch the show Virgin River on Netflix? Because if if you're familiar with that show, that's what I was picturing in my head for Starlight Peak. It was kind of like a Virgin River. And uh, yes, I would totally want to live there. What about you, Deb? Yeah, totally. I mean, I love the city, the big city life. But I grew up in a smaller community, so I... I felt like I was going back to an area that I I knew so well. And, you know, it was very much a storybook, the quaint, picture-perfect town, despite everyone knowing everything about each other. That's there is a little bit of comfort in that. (laughs) And and I felt like I really want to spend the holidays there. And I'm a big Gilmore Girls fan, too. So I felt like it was a little bit of Stars Hollow. And I want to drink their coffee and I want to eat the Woodburn (laughs) Breads bakery goodies every single day. I know. I know. I was that part in the book where the live stream was up and Charlie didn't realize Uh-oh. and she had said a few things about the town and everything. I'm like, no! Like, it was, <laughs> yeah. I could not imagine being in a situation like that. And I thought, oh goodness, how is she going to get out of this one? And of course, because it's a rom com and a fun book, she did. <laughs> it's, uh, it will. We won't spoil anything, but let's just say it's a happy ending. So uh, it was a really great book. And on that note, what were your thoughts on the ending of this book? Simone, again, we'll we'll go to you first. I loved the ending. So it was a bit of a plot twist in the end when, you know, at first... um was it Cass who was showing up and she asked, "Was is everything ready? And I was like, ready for what? What's going to happen here? So I knew something was going to happen. And then with the whole proposal and the baby oh news, gosh. oh my I gosh, know. I was like, this is, this is perfect. Like, this is a great way to end it. And they're all together. They're all in Starlight Peak. And it just, it gave you the warm fuzzies. 
Absolutely. Deb, what did you think about the ending? Did you did I, you enjoy every minute or did you have a part that you're like, yes, I'm so glad that happened? Yeah, no. Do you know what? I loved it all as well. I think it's what every romance novel needs, a predictable, happy ending that gives more than you'd expected and it fills your heart like it was your own family and friends. And I think that's what people love so much about these types of stories. You know, it may be predictable in some, you know, parts of the storyline. But I think that's what we we gravitate towards, right? We we need a little bit of that to get away and escape what whatever else might be going on around us. So I think that's the comfort in knowing that it, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Mm. And then it did. And then even more. And, you know, let's face it, it's been a tough couple of years. And to have <laughs> to read through a, a book like this, it was just so comforting and nice and happy ending. And yay, like, I just loved it. And like you, Simona, you had mentioned you couldn't put it down. I read this book very, very quickly. I just, I devoured it. Devoured it. Get it? All about food. <laughs> Love it. Nicely done. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, Bonus question, Team Jake or Team Miguel, if you were able to, like, uh, pick a favorite guy, because they both were all obviously really awesome, but who appealed to you the most, Simone? I would say Jake. Jake had a big appeal for me. When I started this book and I was like, okay, of course we have, you know, a form of a doctor here and a firefighter. <laughs> like, this is yeah. totally what's nice. in store for us. <laughs> but, um, I, I, yeah, I really liked him and, the, you know, the whole um, story when he got the cat out of the tree, Gateau, and, you know, it just, it was, <laughs> yeah. he, I just, I was just drawn to his character more and the way he was with his grandma and it was just really sweet, that whole dynamic. And, uh, yeah, I think I would be Team Jake for sure. Okay, Deb, what about you? Oh, my gosh. Can't choose. I love them both. They're so perfect. But, okay, if I had to, I think I'd go Team Miguel because I'm very clumsy. And I could easily have a, a, a concussion as well. So, you know, Miguel would be there to, to help me with my scrapes and bumps along the way. Yes, a physician's assistant is handy to have around for sure. <laughs> um, well, Simone, you, you took my uh, favorite thing about Jake. He saved a cat. <laughs> you yes. had me at saving the cat. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yes, we absolutely love this holiday rom-com. It was awesome. And we're going to catch up with Maggie Knox. That is the pen name for writing duo Karma Brown and Marissa Stapley because we have some questions we want to share with them. So we'll talk to them now. Hi, Karma. Hi, Marissa from New Glasgow, Nova Scotia. <laughs> I'm checking in with you today. Hi. Hi. Uh, well, first of all, loved, loved the book. It was absolutely awesome. It gave me the warm, warm fuzzies. It was wonderful to read. I, I have to know, how much fun did you both have coming up with the premise for the book? Because you started this pre-pandemic, right? We did. Yeah, we started just before Christmas 2019. We had this crazy idea. I, this is karma speaking, by the way, just so Marissa and I will try to, to take turns here. But we, we were talking about our own individual projects and sort of feeling a little bummed about being so isolated in our own books and decided we might like to, you know, like, wouldn't it be fun to collaborate? And then the next thing you know, we had this idea what if we wrote something really different from what we're writing something that's festive because it was almost Christmas like let's do a holiday romance and it was really fun actually coming up with the premise and deciding who the leading you know the love interests would be and and the settings and I don't know if you want to say anything to that Marissa but um, yeah I mean 
I think we just we just had fun because I don't think at that point we even knew we were serious. So we were it was no. pure fun. It was like what would be <laughs> most fun? You know, twin swap, firefighter, you know, doctor Bakery. or physician yeah silly la town from hallmark movies and we just kind of went over the top and had so much fun that i think it just reflected in our our kind of madcap plot it was just it was great fun was it like over dinner or, or wine or food of some sort that made you like come <laughs> up with all, all these i know like all the food and the fun and the festivities no. in the book it was just fantastic we did go out for like a high tea with our a group of writing friends over the holidays where we kind of announced it to them. And I think that made it real. We were eating like all these baked goods and we were telling them about our idea. And then there was no going back. But Karma and I are, well, Karma more consistently than I am, wake up really early to do our writing. So a lot of it honestly was just really early in the morning texting Text. over coffee, just yeah. having fun before we dove into our other projects. Well, I can appreciate working early in the morning, hosting a morning show. So <laughs> of that's, that's when I feel most productive as well. <laughs> well done. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. I'm, I'm going to throw things over now to Deb. I know she has a question for you as well. I do. Uh, yes. Well done, ladies. Uh, it, it is oozing all that we need. We crave those sugar cookies and the candy canes and hot chocolate over the holidays. And I can't believe that you've not written a holiday romance, that this was your first. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. We... Thank you. Yeah. Um, you've said that you, you didn't each take a twin to write about, correct? That you, you switched back and forth? Like it was a bit of an adventure. What, what was the biggest surprise for each of you as as the story developed? We decided that we wanted to to share the book as much as we could. And so we didn't each take a twin. We did switch back and forth um, so that we were both really invested in their stories and in the settings. And it was nice to have, you know, you got to have a break from L.A. and the surfing and then you get to go to the snowy, the snowy town. Um, and I, you know in terms of what was the biggest surprise, I don't know. I mean, it's such a different, as you said, we've never written anything like this before. And so the opportunity, I love baking and baking reality shows. So the chance to live in that world for a lot of months was really fun for me. Um, you know, just the, the process was, it was a brand new experience. And I think I'm really curious person and I love new experiences. So that was just, I don't know if that was a surprise, but that was one of the best parts about it for me. I think we also felt surprised somewhat pleasantly by the fact that whenever there was our characters were in a pickle, we could just solve it by remembering that they got to have a very, very happy ending. And our own books yes. are not always like that. So, you know, we'd think, oh, gosh, this is getting complicated and this is going to be sad. <laughs> and then we think, oh, no, mm -hmm. it's not going to be sad. This is a rom-com. Like we just it's just all heading towards this perfect, happy ending. Mm -hmm. And both really, really enjoyed that. It was perfect. It really was. <laughs> and Simone here, I absolutely loved it. I read it in just a couple of days. I am a sucker for all things holidays and rom-com. <laughs> and so as I was reading this, I was just picturing this being turned into some kind of a Christmas Hallmark movie. Are there any plans for that at all? Not that we can talk about. We would love that to happen in <laughs> dream. And I think we picture it too. But we can't say anything officially. But I think um, we certainly envision it that way, don't we, Karma? And that's a big we dream. We do. So. Yeah. And maybe one day we will have news we can share on that. But again, it just has to be one of those Christmas secrets, I guess. 
for the for the time being. And and um, I was reading that you are both working on another holiday book together. Is that true? Yes, we are. We actually just submitted it at five o'clock this morning to our editors. <laughs> the second draft. <laughs> so wow. Tired. Um, yes, we have a, a second one coming out called All I Want for Christmas. Same publishers, same time next year. So we will be delighting people's uh, hearts again. Oh, I love yeah, that. Little, yeah, it's it's a little different. It's a, we like to call it a for those of you know for those people who are who are rom com fans. It's the Hating Game meets Nashville, the TV show. So there's the reality <laughs> show. There's some enemies to lovers. Rope and uh, it was fun. It was really fun to write mm-hmm. country oh, music. Is, yeah, it's gonna be fun. This is Anne. I watched Nashville the series two times through, so I'm very excited about this book coming out. <laughs> this will be for uh, you the then. New year. Yeah. Thank you. Great, great. Actually, there was a question that I asked when we were having our book club discussion before you joined us on uh, today's podcast, and I wanted to ask both of you as well because I'm a foodie and I love reality uh, food shows. Uh, my favorite one of all time is Diners, Drive-ins, and Dives, but I I like the baking. <laughs> shows too but I have to ask you what was your favorite food moment for each of you in the book Ooh, that's a tough one the favorite food moment can you think I, of one off the top of your head Marissa well mine were the restaurants and I think we've talked uh, about this before how my husband he knows how obsessed I am with dining out particularly during the pandemic when we couldn't like if we're going out for dinner or I've figured out what we're having before we go. If someone mentions going out for dinner, I'm like, what did you have? Like, did you like it? Did you have an appetizer? So any of the I do the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. That's I totally can relate to that. Yeah. Was it like at Fabrizio's? Is that what you're talking about? The restaurant moment with Miguel and Cass? Yeah. So those were my pandemic fantasy moments of like, imagine being at a restaurant. (laughs) And And the food just keeps coming. (laughs) <laughs> yeah marissa you can tell that marissa wrote those chapters i was definitely much more into the um the reality like the reality baking stuff like the tension you know they're trying to make a croc on bouche tower and the, just the absolute tension of getting one thing wrong or the tower crashing over is is all the excitement i need so those were those are really fun parts for me to work on too where can we eat Woodburn Bread's bakery goodies? Because I think we all need a little bit of that. Is is there actually a bakery that you had in mind, like one of your favorites that that kind of set the the idea for the the, the bakery? I there is a a bakery that uh, my daughter used to take horse back riding lessons and way out in the country, and there was a bakery that we would always stop at, and I won't say the name of it on here but she had just the most amazing butter tarts and apple cider donuts and Mm. that it's not quite as i would say you know fancy and polished with all the christmas cookies that are in our book but it is that you know middle of nowhere bakery where it's just the, the food is so delicious for me that was that's what i thought of and there's Blackbird Breads in Toronto and Prairie Boy. So I usually, I was making my own sourdough, but when I can't, grabbing those those perfect loaves of sourdough, I think the, those were the ones I thought of. But then I think we were really winging it and making it our own mm-hmm. kind of fictional bakery. bakery that we both 
existed. Like, I think we we basically got to the point where all we wanted was like a good date square and some lemon bars. Lemon bars. Mm, yeah. Yes, please. And yeah. it just yeah. makes me think, has somebody looked at the starter? Do we need to feed the starter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a baker. I didn't even know what starter was. I'm like, you need starter to make bread? I don't know what this is. Oh, my goodness. Well, well thank you. We will have to keep that in mind. Thank you both again so much for joining us today on our Relaxing Reads podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you. We're thrilled. Thank you for kicking back and relaxing with us. We hope you'll join us again on Relaxing Reads.